Welcome to Live in the Messiah's Love. I'm Kimisha Lucier, one of the senior pastors of A Day of Prayer. I'm so glad you're here with me today. And I just want to say Happy New Year to everybody. I'm hoping that the Lord is blessing your life tremendously and you're already seeing the goodness of the Lord carry over into another year in His presence and in His grace. Today I have a special guest with me. My youngest son, named Promise, is going to join us this evening and share a word from the Lord. So hi, sweetheart. How are you? Hey, mommy. Good? <laughs> good. Good, good. So I'm really excited about this. Um, this morning, actually, I had something else planned to talk with you about today. But uh, when Promise came and shared this word from the Lord with me, I, as I listened to him and mulled over it before the Holy Spirit, I just knew this was something that the Lord wanted us to talk about this evening and wanted to share with you so that you have an opportunity to grab a hold of his word. Um, And as we've already kind of discussed and talked about in previous episodes, we don't discard the word of God. We keep it, we hold on to it, and we let the Lord build upon it. And we don't add our own expiration dates to what God says, but we let him let us know the boundaries of when that word is fulfilled and when it's reached its length and its breath in his presence and before his eyes. So thank you, sweetheart, for being here. And let's get into the word, okay? Yes, Mari. All right, go for it. Okay, so what the Lord is talking to me about, he reminded me of the Gadites inside of um chronicles 5 verses 18 through 22 where i was talking about that they were fighting against the um hagarites and it said that they asked the lord about they prayed to the lord and it said that the lord heed their prayers mm-hmm. and it said that skipping down to verse 22 it said that many had fell dead that day because the lord fought for them and so the lord reminded me of how because they because they allowed the Lord to fight their battles, that they succeeded, and it wasn't just for that one day. You can see that throughout all the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. Hmm. And the Lord remind me of if it was like that, then it's even it applies even more so now. Amen. Why does it apply even more so now? Well, part of it was in the Old Testament, especially with the Israelites. Like, Israelites at this time, they mainly had a second-hand relationship with the Lord. It wasn't really first-hand. Mm-hmm. Versus, and also, they had to go to the temple to talk to the Lord. Mm-hmm. However, inside of the Old Testament, depending on your relationship with God, I'm not saying that they couldn't have a deep relationship with the Lord, but that's what they chose. And the Lord was reminding me that even with those people, if they had a relationship, relationships like that then it applies for people who have a relationship better than that now right because we have the blood of jesus christ that has been shed and applied to us we have salvation and they had a covering of sins for a year and every year they had to offer an annual sacrifice to cover their sins but we have through the shed blood of jesus christ the remission of sins our sins are no longer just covered but they are absolutely blotted out when we submit them to him and bring them to the blood of jesus so we have a much better covenant amen and we we have the benefit of learning if god was good to them then how much more so will he be good to us now those of us who are partakers of faith in christ jesus so amen sweetheart what else did the lord say And Lord also reminded me of um 
especially one Old Testament example, and that was with Jabez. And how it said that he asked the Lord that that the Lord would allow him to cause pain and that he would multiply him and cause him to do good. Mm-hmm. And it said that the Lord honored what Jabez asked the Lord. And it said that Jabez be, was the most honorable of his brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. And with that scripture, the Lord also reminded me of Matthew 18, verse 19 and 20, mm-hmm. where it says... Oh, Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For those two or three are gathered um, together in my name. I am there in their midst. And again, Lord, remind me of how if it was like that then, that it was also like that, like even more so now. But even after that, just going beyond the time boundaries, um, the Lord reminded me of two examples. Um, it said Jabez asked the asked the Lord that he would not cause pain, mm-hmm. and also in order not to cause pain, Jabez had to work in line with that. In line with that word that he had his prayer to the Lord. Yes, mommy. He had to align himself with the unction of the holy spirit with what the holy spirit was wanting him to do amen amen and the lord's remind me of especially inside of matthew um sorry <laughs> matthew 18 mm-hmm. the lord's remind me of it wasn't just you have to be gathered in groups of two it was also a group between you and the lord amen to that that's agreement when we agree on earth with what father god has already said in heaven Amen. That's a dynamic duo that is unstoppable. You cannot stop that. And then when more of us gather in agreement in the name of Jesus Christ and agree with what his word has already been to us, what he's already said, there's no power. There's no no devil or anywhere <laughs> that can stand against us because we know that God is for us. Let's take a moment and go back to First Chronicles chapter 5, verses 18 through 22. If you have your Bible, go ahead and take a moment and turn there. And we're just going to read it to you. It says, The sons of Reuben, the Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh had 44,760 valiant men, men able to bear shield and sword and to shoot with the bow and skillful in war who went to war. They made war with the Hagrites, Jetor, Nephish, and Nobad. No dab. I'm sorry. I read that backwards. Now they were helped against them and the Hagrites were delivered into their hand and all who were with them for they cried out to God in the battle. He heeded their prayer because they put their trust in him. Then they took away their livestock, 50,000 of their camels, 250,000 of their sheep and 2000 of their donkeys, also 100,000 of their men. So many fell dead, oh, for many fell dead, because the war was God's, and they dwelt in their place until the captivity. That would be the captivity of Babylon. So this matters because God is faithful. I mean, and as you read through the scriptures, this is probably one of those hidden gems in the word of God that you would just glaze over and wouldn't really pay much attention to. But 
when the Lord spoke that word to you today, it really, it really, the Lord just ministered that to my heart because these were people who were so far removed from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They had already crossed over the Jordan. They had already had their territories um, divided out to them under Joshua, and they had been in the land for however much time. But if we go back and look at the beginning of First Chronicles chapter 5, it says something else that makes this um, stick out and be even more significant. It says, now the sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, that would be when Israel is used in this context, it means Jacob, the individual, um, versus Israel, the group of people. He was indeed the firstborn, but because he defiled his father's bed, his birthright was given to the sons of Joseph, the son of Israel, so that the genealogy is not listed according to the birthright. Yet Judah prevailed over his brothers, and from him came a ruler, although the birthright was Joseph's. So if you go back and study scripture, you'll see that Reuben went into one of his father's wives and was intimate with her sexually. And because of that, um, basically, his father, um, Jacob said, I don't want anything else to do with you in, in that way. And he had little respect and disregarded him after that. Reuben wasn't exiled or anything. He still hung around, but he did not garner the respect of being the firstborn. And then when you see the blessing given out before Jacob and God changed his name to Israel, before he um, left the earth or died, he blessed the people. And Jacob's sons Instead of one, I'm sorry, Joseph, instead of one for Joseph, he was given two for Ephraim and Manasseh. And as you see in the scriptures, the birthright of honor, the place of honor was given to Joseph instead of Reuben. But then even still, we see the Messiah coming through the line of Judah. And that's what that's referencing. But the, here's a, a small people from a disgraced family who still are holding on to the fact that God told them to go in and in possess the land. Back in Numbers, um, that's where he told the, the word of the Lord came through um, Moses, and he told them to go back in and dispos uh, dispossess the people there, take over the land because it had been promised to them. And basically, you, be it was a, you better go do it because there, there are consequences to not doing it. But these people, all this time later, remembered what God had originally and initially promised. They came and stood on the word and the promise that was given to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the promise of the Lord being their helper and their strength. And, you know, they weren't they weren't on the famous side of things. The Gadites, who's, who's heard of them? <laughs> you know, we don't really hear about them in scripture. And yet they pressed in to take a hold of God and extend their faith towards him to receive the blessing and the promise that was theirs. Um, if you read through the other chapter, the rest of chapter five here in First Chronicles, you'll see that they were living next to the Hagrites. And so they wanted to go ahead and finish possessing their land. So that meant they still had to continue and finish out that thing that had yet not been completed, which was fight. They had to go and fight to take and possess the land and dispossess the people who were already in the land um, in order to do that. And it reminded me of Hebrews chapter four, verse three, verse three. It says, for we who have believed do enter that rest as he has said. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. So the land had been given to them, but it had yet not been occupied, not yet 
um, by these these Gadites. There was still more land that they had the ability to take, the more of their promise that was available. And when they set themselves to pray, God heard them because they put their trust in him. And if that was, like you said, promise, if that was how the Lord treated them under um, the old covenant, under the blood of bulls and goats, you know, God's character hasn't changed. He's good today, yesterday, and forever. And he's always been gracious and merciful merciful, and willing to answer prayers and, and there to help. And the blood of Jesus was not shed until a specific time. So because of that, God still honored their faith because of his goodness. He still honored their faith. And like you said, sweetheart, if he was willing to do that for them, then how much more so does he want to do that for us now? The Lord is not slack concerning his promises. And after all, isn't that what your name is? (laughs) Promise. The Lord chose that name for you as a reminder to me that God is faithful to his promises. So when you brought that word forth today, it really, it really just, um, ministered to my heart. Oh, and the Lord is also reminding me of, if you can find this inside of Acts, um, I believe 10, okay. where Paul is talking about the time differences, and it, it was easily about a thousand years when that word was given. The, is, the Israelites were inside of Egypt for 400, 440 years, about 440 years, and then they, afterwards, they were underneath judges for 40 not four years they wanted in the wilderness for 40 years mm-hmm. so that's over 500 wait no that's not that's 80 <laughs> years okay and then afterwards i believe it was 400 475 years so that's about 1000 years right there and especially if you look at that and especially and if you look at our time today usually about a year or 10 years is looked at as a long time how much more if you multiply that by a hundred? Mm-hmm. So they, the promise that was initially given to Abraham, by the time we get to the Gadites, that was an extensive amount of time. We don't know exactly how long it was, but it was certainly over 400 years, right? Well over that. I believe they've stayed in 430 years in, in Egypt um, under slavery before they were delivered. Then they did 40 years in the wilderness. And then there was a, a couple of little, little time here and there between different things. So, I mean, that, that's not unfathomable, but just to see that someone is willing to hold on to the word of the Lord that was given could have been somewhere around a thousand years before their time. And they were still willing to hold on to it as though it was freshly breathed in their ear right then and there. And we have such a sure word and a sure confidence in our Lord and Savior, that we should not fail to hear and to believe and extend our faith towards the Word of God. And we certainly shouldn't discount it because we think it's taken too long. It's been too long already, and I haven't, I hadn't seen anything yet, or it still hasn't happened yet. But these gentlemen from a disgraced family lineage, from a small tribe, were able to come and press into God to receive their blessing. And, um, it says in verse 22, they dwelt, and this is first Chronicles chapter five, they dwelt in the land or in their place until the captivity. That's still every, the whole, the whole body was dispersed in the diaspora going to Ur, 
because of, or Babylon because of um, transgressions and sins, but just how, how much that means to go in and press in after that, uh, that all that time, and then to receive from the Lord. So I just want to encourage you today, if the Lord has ministered something to you, don't, don't, I want to say don't let it die, but don't assume that it has died. Get that word out and come boldly before the throne of grace and petition your heavenly father. And when you come to him, don't say, Lord, I, I, I don't know. And don't question his loyalty and his ability to bring it to pass, but come and say to him, God, if you remembered these people, that because you're no respecter of persons, I know that you'll remember me because you are faithful to your own word and your word doesn't return to you void. I know that you will keep these promises that you made and I'm coming and I'm pressing in on this. I thank you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. And I believe I receive it and I have it now in Jesus name and press in, keep your faith turned on, keep your trust in the Lord, not what your eyes see, not what you think about it, not what it looks like, but only what the word of God says and keep your trust in him because he will not fail you. He will deliver you and he will fight for you. The war is God's. So I hope this word blessed you today. And I want to take a moment and thank you for joining me and tell you, God bless you. Happy new year. And remember to live your life in the Messiah's love.